If you've been a creative entrepreneur for almost any time at all, you have likely heard about how powerful blogging can be. I mean, it's no secret that blogging comes with a, a lot of benefits. I mean, blogging is great for SEO. Blog posts can be used to attract new customers and lead them through your sales funnel. Blogs give you content to share on social media on the regular, and as you work with your clients, you can easily refer them to already created blog posts to give them the information they need without having to draft a super long email. While data supports and most creative entrepreneurs agree blogging is beneficial, writer's block is real, especially when it comes to writing about your work. So just as an example, writing about a wedding or a shoot if you're a photographer. While writing and storytelling come more naturally to some than others, I know firsthand that when you have a template to work from, blogging your work becomes drastically easier. Because blogging my work has done wonders for my business, I mean, I guys, I've even had wedding clients book specifically because of blog posts if they put that in their questionnaires. But anyway, in this episode of Priority Pursuit, we are breaking down what to write about when blogging your work as a creative entrepreneur and how you can create a blog template that allows you to blog about your work quickly and effectively. Hey there, I'm Victoria Rayburn, a wedding photographer, small business owner, and marketing expert who doesn't believe work-life balance exists. I, probably like you, love both my family and my business, and for years I thought that if I worked hard and implemented enough self-help tips and tricks, every facet of my life and business would fall into place, leaving me feeling rested and satisfied. And, well, friend, that has yet to happen because life and business are demanding and every season brings new challenges. While I don't believe we can reach true work-life balance, I do believe there's power in determining your priorities, both in your personal life and in your business, and making choices and creating systems based around what's most important to you and what's going to lead to results. When it comes to your priorities in your personal life, I want to help you remember what's most important to you and show you how you can protect these priorities by setting boundaries and putting time on your calendar for what matters most. When it comes to your business, I want to help you determine what's already working well for you and help you implement proven marketing and business strategies. This way, you can prioritize the tactics that work, ditch the ones that don't, and feel confident in your ability to run your business, meet your goals, and serve your customers. Relationships, effective marketing strategies, setting boundaries, delegating, creating an incredible client experience, and keeping your priorities at the core of everything you do are exactly what you, experts, and I will be discussing every week. Now, whether you're walking your dog, you're driving to a shooter job, or you're snuggled up on the couch with a glass of wine, get ready to grow, learn, and assess your priorities. You're listening to the Priority Pursuit Podcast. All right, so if your business has a personal brand, marketing experts agree that there are three kinds of blog posts that you want to create on a regular basis. So first, educational posts, and these are just blogs that educate and inform your ideal customer on topics related to your service. So for example, a blog that hangs on my website is a family photo shot list for your wedding day. This is informative to my ideal client brides and is helpful to them. Another kind of blog that you're going to want to create on a semi-regular basis, at least, are personal blogs. And these are just blogs that allow you to create connection with your ideal customer by helping them get to know you better. Guys, my dog is now six, almost seven years old. However, a page on my website that continues to get a whole lot of attention is a blog post that we did about her third birthday, where we had a 21st birthday party for her. So you can, you know, go and check that out if you want to. But yeah, it's been a really 
fun blog to have on the site and it still gets traction through Google to this day, which I just think is hilarious. And then the last kind of blog that you're going to want to create are blogs that showcase your work. And these are just blogs that allow prospective customers and website visitors to see a recent project and get a better understanding of what you'll deliver if they decide to work with you. So for example, you know, photos from a recent wedding, if you are a wedding photographer. Now, quick side note, photographers, if you need help coming up with blog topic ideas, be sure to check out the link in the show notes or go to victoriarayburnphotography.com slash blog topics. And there you will find a download that includes 75 blog topic ideas specifically for photographers. But anyway, today we are talking about blogging your work. Now, all three of the kinds of blog posts we discussed are beneficial and they have their place, but taking time to blog your work comes with a few particular benefits. So first of all, while potential customers can certainly peruse your website and should be able to see your best work in your portfolio, blog posts allow prospective customers to see your most recent work or your work that's most relevant to them. This allows potential customers to both see and read about what it's like to work with you. For example, I know that when VRP couples are on my website or potential VRP couples are on my website, whether they go directly to the website or find my site or a blog post through Google, many of them go through blog posts because blog posts give them an idea of what their wedding photos will look like if they decide to work with me. While couples will organically check out blog posts of my work that are relevant to them, when couples inquire, I'll also send them blog posts of my work that could be helpful for them. So just for example, if I photographed a wedding at their wedding venue in the past, I'll share a link to that old blog post. Basically, through both the words in your blog post and any images you share, and that's, you know, images are important whether you're a photographer or not, potential customers can see and read what it's like to work with you and get a better idea if you're the right photographer, hairstylist, or, you know, insert your job title here for them. Another benefit of blogging your work is that you can serve your customers well. For example, as a wedding photographer, my couples love when I blog their engagement and wedding photos. Not only do these blog posts give couples previews from their shoots quickly, but couples have told me time and time again that they so appreciate that I take the time to tell a bit of their story and really get to know them. Now, if you aren't a wedding photographer, blogging is still a great way to serve your customers. I mean, think about it. If you're a web designer, your clients will be so flattered that you took the time to share about the site you developed for them and give them a backlink by linking to their new website. Or if you're a hairstylist, your clients will be thrilled to see that you blogged about their hair because it will give them affirmation that you think their hair looks amazing. Basically, blogging your work is a service to your clients and is a great way to uplevel your customer experience. Now, while we are talking about this, a question that I get asked pretty regularly is like, do I have to blog everything? Do I have to blog all of all of my work? And so here is kind of my answer to this, but you definitely want to blog anything that you want to like work on, shoot again, or do similar projects to. You definitely want to make sure that that kind of stuff is blogged. That being said, I totally get it that there are sometimes instances where like this, it's just not necessarily what I want to share. And if you don't set a precedent that you're going to blog everything, then your clients are not going to be offended whatsoever. All is going to be well there. However, blogging is definitely something that is part of my service. It's part of a lot of photography services, like blogging your work specifically, blogging shoots, blogging weddings. And the last thing that I want 
for my couples to think, you know, even if they had, if I shoot a wedding that isn't necessarily my style, my aesthetic, I don't want them to feel like their wedding was less than. I don't want them to feel like, oh, like our wedding was not good enough to blog. So I think that maybe this goes without saying, but as a professional in your industry, as a professional photographer, a professional, whatever, whatever you do, you can absolutely, you know, curate what you're sharing in these blog posts. So for instance, you know, I shot a wedding a few years ago where the couple, like they're so, so sweet, but they got married in a school they literally like had their ceremony in a gym. Their reception was in the gym. And so when I blogged their wedding, I actually didn't share any reception photos whatsoever, but I did still blog their portraits. We went to a nearby historic location. The couple looked amazing. Bridal party looked great, but you can absolutely curate what you are sharing. So yeah, don't feel like you have to share everything, but you do want to make sure that you are keeping your couple's feelings in mind or your client's feelings in mind. Again, I just would hate for my couples to feel less than or like I didn't enjoy their day or don't think that they are so beautiful that they should be blocked. So yeah, just something to keep in mind. But anyway, last but not least, blogging your work is also a great way to generate traffic to your website, which is great for SEO. Essentially, the more traffic Google sees your website getting, the more valuable Google will consider your website. After all, why would so many people go to your website if you don't have something incredible to share? For example, as a wedding photographer, I strive to blog weddings as quickly as possible. So if you listen to episode 12, how to create systems within your business, aka my workflow as a wedding photographer, you can hear my whole workflow, but I always blog weddings within a week of a wedding and before final galleries are delivered to capitalize on BRP couples and their loved ones' excitement. You see, as a wedding photographer, when you blog weddings quickly, the couple and their guests are still really excited about the celebration and they can't wait to see the photos. As a result, the couple and their loved ones will certainly check out the blog post and then also likely share the post themselves. However, if you were to wait to blog the wedding until after you shared the full gallery, the excitement would pretty much be gone. At that point, the wedding would be news and the couple, their family, and their friends will have already seen all the images. As a result, they likely won't be nearly as excited about your blog post. Weddings do come with a particular level of excitement. However, regardless of what industry you work in, I do want to encourage you to blog your work quickly after completing it or just wherever in the process makes sense for you. But no matter what you do, your customers will be much more flattered and more likely to share your blog posts if you blog while they're still marveling about your work. Basically, blogging your work quickly is a great way to generate traffic to your website, which is great for SEO and you know I love that. All you have to do is swipe left or right. It's really easy and even kind of fun. You might think I'm talking about a dating app, but I'm actually talking about my bookkeeping app, QuickBooks Self-Employed. I love QuickBooks Self-Employed because it connects to my bank and PayPal accounts and keeps track of all of my business expenses and income. And it even automatically clocks my mileage, making it easy to write off my miles come tax season. Basically, QuickBooks Self-Employed keeps track of everything I need to file my business taxes, and all I have to do is swipe left or right to organize items into their correct categories. 
Then, when it's time to pay quarterly and annual taxes, my accountant simply opens my account and pulls everything she needs. I don't have to do a thing. If you handle your own taxes, QuickBooks Self-Employed also connects to TurboTax and other leading DIY tax programs, making it easy to file your business taxes on your own. I love QuickBooks Self-Employed because it allows me to feel confident going into tax season because I know nothing has been missed. If you'd like to make bookkeeping as easy as swiping left or right and save 50% off your first six months of QuickBooks Self-Employed, visit victoriarayburnphotography.com slash QuickBooks. Again, visit victoriarayburnphotography.com slash QuickBooks to receive 50% off your first six months of QuickBooks Self-Employed and to feel confident in your bookkeeping system. Okay, so from here, you might be thinking, that's great. I know I should blog my work, but like, what the heck do I say? What the heck do I write about? And this, my friend, is exactly where a template comes in handy. Now, when I say template, I don't mean an ad libs, fill in the blank style template. Like, you know, millennials, like, do you remember? Do you remember those? Gen Z, you might have no idea what I'm talking about. But instead, I mean a template that simply gives you an outline of what you're going to discuss when you blog your work. This template should be specific enough so that you know exactly what information you need before you begin to write and flexible enough that you're able to implement and repeat the template for every project. I'll share examples of the templates I use when I blog engagement sessions and weddings in just a second, but please know that regardless of what you do, a template can be created. So when I write copy for wedding blog posts, I use the following template. And then I do just want to note that I use headings to separate these sections in case you're more of a visual person, you're trying to visualize what this looks like. But the first section of my blog post, my wedding blog post, it's always an introduction. And in the intro, I simply introduce the couple, their venue, and just share that I'm really excited to share their photos on the blog. And the next section, I include a breakdown of the day. I tell how the day unfolded, I share where the couple got ready, the order we took photos, where we took photos, and simply give a report of what happened and where. Quick little side note, this is also can be like really beneficial for SEO, just in that like you're mentioning a lot of vendors, you're talking about a lot of different things, and having external links, so links that link outside of your website are really helpful. So this is a good way to, you know, put some links in there and give other small businesses backlinks. It's kind of an aside, but anyway. So yeah, section two is a breakdown of the day. And then in the third section, I always include just one special thing. Every wedding is special, but in an attempt to make couples' blog posts more personal to them, I always include in a section that explains a highlight or a theme from the day. For example, a couple of years ago, I shot a wedding where the couple used their big day to support small businesses. Last year, I photographed a wedding where in speech after speech, the couple's loved ones explained how they were just waiting for the couple to get together. And then I recently shot a wedding where the couple had to wait two years to celebrate after having to postpone their wedding three times due to COVID. Basically, there's always a highlight to pull and a little story to tell. And I found that this is a great way to make blog posts a little more personal. And so that way, when your clients are reading your blog posts, and kind of on another note, guys, when you're blogging work, a lot of times just your clients will be the ones thoroughly, thoroughly reading it. Other people are going to skin it. But this is also why it's a great service to your clients. But anyway, when there's something this personal in there, your clients are going to feel like you were really there for them. And then in the very last section, I finish up the blog with just a thankful conclusion. 
And in the conclusion, I always thank the couple for trusting me to be their wedding photographer. And I simply include a couple sentences telling them how honored I was to photograph their wedding day. All weddings are different and you don't want to simply fill in the blanks of a rigid template because one, that's impersonal, and two, your SEO will actually be harmed if Google notices duplicate text across your website. But when you have a template like this, writing a blog post becomes pretty simple. And guys, just in case you are a more visual person, if you check out the links in the show notes, I included links to three blogs that follow this exact template, or if you go to victoriarayburnphotography.com and check out any wedding blog, I can guarantee you that they all follow this template, or at least they have for the last couple of years. Now, one other side note before we get onto another template, but as I write these blog posts, I am also keeping SEO and keyword inclusion in mind. And in case this helps you, I aim to include my long tail keyword once in the introduction, two to three times in the body, and then once in the conclusion. If you'd like more information about keywords, be sure to check out episode nine, how to identify and use strategic keywords to improve your SEO. Or if you're a photographer, download a guide for photographers, how to identify keywords for SEO that will help you book more clients. In case you want another example, in case this is helpful to you, when I blog engagement sessions, my template includes an introduction. I introduce the couple and where we took their engagement photos. I then, in the next section, explain how they met. I explain literally just how they met and how they began dating. And then in the next section, I tell their proposal story. I mean, who doesn't love a good proposal story? In the section, I write a few paragraphs about how the question was popped and just how that special day unfolded. And then in the next section, I do a breakdown of their engagement section. In this section, I give a short synopsis of the couple's engagement session. I might talk about why they chose the location, something that happened during the shoot, how perfect their outfits were, or just where or the order that we took photos. These few paragraphs don't have to be groundbreaking by any means. They just need to give readers an idea of what it's like to work with me and the couple affirmation that they killed their shoot. Plus, because you're talking about locations in here quite a bit, this is also another place to give some local places some backlinks and include some external links, which again are great for your SEO. And then from there, I simply end the blog with a conclusion and I leave a note to the couples in that section that thanks them for trusting me to be their wedding photographer, shares how much I enjoyed their shoot, and says that I hope the couple loved their engagement photos. If you'd like to see examples of blog posts using this template, you can check out the link in the show notes. I included links to two engagement blogs, or if you go to victoriarayburnphotography.com and check out any engagement blog, we're also following that same exact template. So please know that there are examples to see. And then another quick side note for these blogs, I aim to include long tail keywords once in the introduction, twice in the section where I break down what happened during the shoot. We talked about that a little bit already. And then once in the conclusion. Now, if you are a wedding photographer, please feel free to use my templates. Heck, I'd be flattered if you did. But if you are a wedding photographer, know that you can still create and utilize a template for blocking your work. For example, if you are a family photographer, your template could look like an introduction where you just introduce the family and session location. The next section could be an explanation of the goals or purpose of the shoot, explain why the family decided to have photos taken. Maybe photos were taken for a kiddo's birthday. Perhaps the location is sentimental to the parents. Maybe grandma and grandpa are celebrating an anniversary. Just tell why, why photos were taken. Usually there is a reason. 
The next section could include a highlight or theme of the shoot. When you take the time to pay attention, something from every shoot is special. For example, maybe the kids are really into Spider-Man. Perhaps the parents are really patient and kind, or maybe the kids were really respectful, or heck, maybe the kids were active and wild, so the family decided on some candid shots. Whatever the case, just explain. Your clients will be so flattered that you took the time to write specifically about their family. And then you can just conclude your blog post by thanking family for trusting you to take their family photos. Now, for the sake of including a non-photography example, perhaps you are a web designer. If so, your blog template might look like an introduction where you introduce your client. The next section could be an explanation of the goals for the website. So why did your client need a new website? What needs is their new site now fulfilling? And then from there, you can move on to another section where you give an explanation of the strategy and inspiration for the website. This could be a chance for you to show that you really know your stuff and simply explain why you built the site the way you did. And then you can end with a conclusion where you thank your client and encourage others to check out your client's work, to check out their new website. And like we've mentioned a couple times already, the fact that you're able to create backlinks to your client's website from your website will be a nice customer service touch, especially, you know, if you are a web designer. Now, even if you aren't a photographer, I would recommend sharing images of some kind, whether you take photos yourself, hire a photographer to take photos for you, or share screenshots, like I would recommend web designers do. When you share your work, make sure you have visuals. But long story short, once you have a template nailed down, blogging your work won't be nearly as difficult because you'll have an outline that you know is effective. So I just want to encourage you, it'll probably take you like five, 10 minutes at the absolute most to just create a basic outline for blog posts moving forward. We're going to take a quick break because I can't help telling our photographer friends about something that saved me hours upon hours of work and given me freedom. Photographers, have you considered outsourcing your editing? Now I know what you're going to say. I can't outsource my editing. An editor won't be able to match my style. But friend, I'm here to tell you that you're wrong. I've been working with Photographers Edit for years, and their team of experienced editors match my editing style perfectly because one, they took the time to get familiar with my preferences and brand, two, they look at the sample edits I include in each Lightroom catalog, and three, they allow me to submit feedback after every project so that next time things are even better. Outsourcing my editing to Photographers Edit has drastically streamlined my workflow. I mean, after I shoot a wedding or session, I simply call the images and mark the photos I want to blog using Photo Mechanic. Then I create a Lightroom catalog and only edit the photos I plan to blog and share on social media. I add a green label to the photos I edit, share the catalog with Photographers Edit, and they use the photos I mark in green as samples to finish editing the remaining images. From there, Photographers Edit sends the catalog back to me within a few days. I review the images, export them, and share my clients' galleries with them. Outsourcing my editing has given me the freedom to spend more time with Zach, go to bed at a reasonable time, better serve my clients, and work on projects I'm actually excited about, like this podcast. Right now, editing is likely taking up most of your time, but I can tell you from experience that it doesn't have to. To receive 50% off your first order from Photographer's Edit, go to victoriarayburnphotography.com PE or simply use code VRayburn at checkout. Again, that's victoriarayburnphotography.com PE or use code VRayburn at checkout. In addition to often being asked what to write about when blogging your work as a creative entrepreneur, another question I'm often asked is, 
how do you know so much about your clients? How do you get enough information to tell their story and write as much as you do? And friend, the answer is simple. When potential clients inquire, I send them a questionnaire and then give me these answers. In my current questionnaire, in addition to contact and pertinent wedding information like their venue, address, date for their wedding, etc., I also ask, please tell me a little bit about you and your fiance. What do you enjoy doing together and separately? What are your hobbies, interests, typical activities, etc.? How did you and your fiance meet? What did you do on your very first date? How or when did you know your fiance was the one? How did your fiance or you propose? Describe your ideal date night. Do you have any favorite spots you both enjoy? And then what are your three biggest priorities for your wedding day? With these questions, couples pretty much give me everything I need to know to write their blog posts. And with their responses in mind, I can get even more information from them during their coffee date or their consultation. I just, the very first thing clients do with me is have a coffee date. And then in every interaction I have with them moving forward, I can also get to know them better and even refer to this questionnaire to use the basis to get a little more information out of them. But by the time I need to write their blog posts, I have more than enough information to create content. And friend, you can do the same thing. Chances are a questionnaire is already or would be beneficial to add to your client experience. Simply add questions that will help you fill in sections of your blog template, and you'll likely end up with great information. In fact, there will likely be many instances that you can simply copy and paste your client's responses into your blog post. Well, if you've been listening to Priority Pursuit for any time at all, you know we cannot wrap up a episode without talking a little bit about SEO. But friend, if you're going to take the time to blog, be sure to also optimize your blog posts for search engines. Because when you do, you give your blog posts long-term value for your business. For example, when I blog a wedding, the couple and their loved ones are excited to see the photos. As a result, blogging is a great way to serve my customers. We've already talked about this. However, from a booking perspective, that blog post is much more valuable to me when it ranks well on Google and another potential client is looking to book their wedding photographer. So for example, I often book clients because they come across one of my blogs while they are looking at photos of their wedding venue or the location where they'd like to have their engagement photos taken. Essentially, blogging is an investment of your time, and if you're going to blog, you want to make sure every blog post gives you a long-term value for your time. So optimize it for SEO. We'll discuss best blogging SEO practices in an episode coming very soon, but for now, if you aren't sure how to optimize your blog posts for strategic long-term keywords, I do want to encourage you to listen to episode 9, How to Identify and Use Strategic Keywords to Improve Your SEO. And if you're a photographer, I want to encourage you to listen to episode 55, how to identify keywords for SEO that will help you book more clients as a photographer, and then also download a guide for photographers, how to identify keywords for SEO that will help you book more clients. Because understanding how to identify and use strategic keywords is going to do wonders for the power of your blog posts. So if you haven't already, I want to encourage you to figure out how you can make blogging part of your workflow. Like I mentioned before, I regularly book weddings as a result of my blog posts, and I have no doubt blogging your work will do big things for your business too. Thanks for tuning in, friends. It's been great to hang out with you. If you have any blogging questions, concerns, please don't hesitate to shoot me a DM on Instagram. You can find me at Victoria L. Rayburn. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Priority Pursuit Podcast. For access to all the links and resources mentioned in this episode, check out the show notes or go to PriorityPursuit.com. To ask questions, share your wins, and connect with other priority-focused creative entrepreneurs, join the Priority Pursuit Podcast community on Facebook. Or don't hesitate to shoot me a DM on Instagram. You can find me at Victoria L. Rayburn. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a review. This will help get Priority Pursuit in front of other creative entrepreneurs wanting to lead priority-focused lives. Thanks for hanging out with me. I'm already looking forward to chatting with you again next week.